Postcards from a Dying World, the podcast. For more than a decade, I've reviewed over 1,000 books that are mostly science fiction, horror, and bizarro. This feed will feature bonus audio I have produced over the years, as well as a monthly digest of reviews based on what I've read each month, plus the occasional bonus material about my own fiction. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Postcards from a Dying World March 2021 Book Review Digest. Uh, It was a fun reading month for me, and I started reading this month with a pre-release arc by my favorite author, John Shirley, and his new science fiction novel, Stormland. And um, as this, you know, the savage social critic that revolutionized sci-fi in 1978, becoming what William Gibson called uh, cyberpunk patient zero... John Shirley has always been a rebel, but this is him firing on all cylinders. Set in a future South Carolina that is constantly battered by climate change-driven tropical storms, Stormland presents an, an exaggerated to clarify future. That said, the science behind the warning of the Atlantic waters is kind of a hell of a lot more possible than some of the tropes of some so-called hard science fiction that you've read. So this is this is really actually a hard sci-fi novel in many ways. The very idea that anyone would choose to live their life in a place that is constantly hit by hurricanes and tropical storms is one of the points that this novel is all about. So, in any case, um, Stormland is a warning novel that's no different from classics like Alas Babylon, 1984, um, and it's definitely in the lineage more connected with a warning novel like John Bruner's bleak horror novel, The Sheep Look Up. The, um, the best we can hope for is that the world moves to avoid this fate, but Stormland is a welcome return by the master of social satire science fiction with razor sharp punk edge. And that's what it is. It's a fierce and angry book that confronts climate change with the proper venom that the topic needs. It is written with skill and a quality of prose that will remind you quickly why John Shirley is one of the most important voices in science fiction. So the next book that I read uh, was The End of October by Pulitzer Prize winning author Lawrence Wright. Uh, the, this novel is one that he's been thinking about, researching, and planning for more than a decade, and it's a pandemic novel. So I'm sure he was pretty surprised to release this month, this book a month too late. Lawrence Wright went from an author that was unleashing another warning-style novel like the one we just talked about to... Uh, something that people were seeing in real life on cable news. So I can see why many people who are already tired of pandemic living might not want to read a book that's about an even deadlier virus than the one that we're living through right now. This book for Wright started when Ridley Scott, who he was working with on a screenwriting project, said to him that The Road was the road by Cormac McCarthy was a... Um, very bleak book but he was wondering how they got there so anyways once the world as we know it ends this kind of fictional pandemic leads to a pretty you know interesting answers to many of the mysteries and henry's journey to get home is one the henry the main character excuse me 
is one that I don't want to spoil, but there are lots of moments of anguish, heartbreak, and a range of feels. I felt all of them as the book closed, and that's probably the best thing I can say for this novel. There are many reasons to read this book, um, and it's kind of a fun game seeing what Lawrence Wright got correct and what he got wrong, but a better reason is to just kind of lose yourself in the novel because it's a really effectively told story. So the next book I read was Her Smoke Rose Up Forever, a collection of short stories and novellas by James Tiptree Jr. For any other author, this life would be a case that's of saying that the truth is stranger than fiction, but in the case of Uncle Tip, a.k.a. James Tiptree Jr., a.k.a. Alice Sheldon, the reality is, or the stories are really strange just as much as the reality of her life. Um, Alice Sheldon was chose the pen name not because she wanted to publish um, basically as a man or because she thought she needed to be a man to publish because remember there was plenty of women publishing science fiction at the time. No, Alice Sheldon was an intelligence officer for the Air Force and later the CIA and that's the reason why she created the pen name and she thought the idea of having a man's personality would hide her identity even better. This collection is serious business, and if there's an actual canon of 20th century speculative fiction or weird fiction, this volume should be in it. Beyond it having absolute cl classics of the genre like the Nebula award-winning Screwfly Solution and Hugo award-winning stories like the robotic tale or the tale of Robot, the girl who was plugged in, it's just a high mark, high watermark of quality. Uh, the, these 18 stories balance Sheldon's skill for the high concept with her unflinching eye for the brutally cold universe. And the best moments of Sheldon's stories have a cosmic horror level of species self-reflection and intellectual misanthropy from a woman who was basically not fucking around. So, yeah, James Tiptree Jr., very good. So the next book I read was Star Trek Picard Dark Veil vale by Jane Swallow. One of the best moments of Star Trek Picard had little to do with the space battles or Romulan conspiracies. It was the touching reunion of Captain Picard with the Riker Troy clan. And there was some real satisfaction in seeing these old friends just hug and break bread. And I thought a lot about it, and it was kind of like having a reunion that made it feel to us like this world was bigger than just what happened on the bridge of a starship. For fans of the Star Trek novels... Um, that they've been treated to several stories on Riker's new command on the USS Titan. It's a cool ship that officially became canon when it showed up on Lower Decks for a brief scene. That being said, the novels were cool because the ship was designed to have a non-humanoid crew, and it's an interesting little corner of the Star Trek universe. So the job the author Jane Swallow was given was basically to tell the backstory of the Riker-Troy events that fed um into the picard storyline and do it in a way that the fans of the novels would recognize the novel is filled to the brim with fun star trek moments and i like seeing Riker um trick the tal shiar commander in a very uh kirk style move and more than anything this novel sets up one of the best emotional scenes of the series picard between troy and and uh, jean-luc uh that is kind of like the best thing a prequel can do right is just uh, build those mental bridges. So if you're a fan of the series already, this will add depth 
Um, I don't think it's as good as Una McCormick's The Very uh, uh, Best, or Last Best Hope. Yeah, I think that's the name of her book. Yeah, that one was just phenomenal. Um, and the last book I read this month was Lola on Fire by Rio Ewers. And I'm going to go kind of short on this because I did an interview with Rio. So anybody who's listening to this feed has already had the opportunity to listen to that. And if you didn't listen to it, really should give it a try because uh, Rio's is pretty great. I read this book in 400, uh, 400 pages in three days while still managing to get stuff done in my life. But the characters were so rich that I got sucked in. And I think you'll find the pages flying past too if you read it. The action is great. The story is engrossing. And it is one that on paper doesn't sound that appealing to me. But it didn't matter because I read it on the strength of the author. By that I mean I read science fiction and horror because I like mind-bending concepts and ideas. I like authors that can write real and extraordinary characters in weird settings. So there's really nothing really, really weird or extraordinary about the plot of this book. It's basically um, a one-person army kind of action film set to a novel. Normally this kind of thing would be a great idea for a movie probably starring Charlize Theron. Uh, who seems to be doing insane action movies these days. Um, and that may sound like an insult, but Ewers uh, proves here that it doesn't matter if you focus on the right things. By that, I mean the characters. Um, so uh, it's a story that um, you've seen before, but it's so well told. Uh, this is a revenge story. It would be fair to compare it to maybe like a gender flip John Wick, but that's really reductive. And it's really got a lot more because the relationships between Lola and her kids are very unique and at the heart of what makes this novel really um, great. So anyways, that's what I read in the uh, month of March. Got some fun things planned for April. So uh, keep your eyes peeled for the upcoming episodes of Postcards from a Dying World. And thanks for listening. <laughs>